Chapter Twelve of Molly Brown's Senior Days by Nell Speed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Friendly Rivals. It is not often that rivals for the same office are champions for each other, and yet that is what happened when the seniors elected their permanent president toward the end of October it followed that molly as the most popular girl in the junior class would be elected president the next year of course you'll get it nance assured her as the time approached it's a great honor replied molly but oh nance i'm such a diffident shy person with a shrinking nature you mean interrupted nance that margaret wants it so badly you can't bear to deprive her of it no that isn't it it's not sentiment really but i can't make speeches and i haven't got the organizing nature nance shook her head you ought not to throw away gifts from the gods it's as bad as hiding your light under a bushel nevertheless molly was sure she did not want the place and she hoped margaret would get it as for margaret the spirit of a politician and the spirit of a loyal friend were struggling for mastery within her soul the girls knew by this time what sort of president she could make they were well acquainted with her powers of oratory and organization nobody understood as well as she did the ins and outs of parliamentary law how to appoint committees and chairmen and count yeas and nays in other words how to swing the class along in proper form they all knew this but hitherto it had been necessary to call it to their minds each year when by the sheer force of oratory margaret won the election but as luck would have it on the day set for the election margaret who had taken a deep cold from her upsetting in the lake was too hoarse to say a word it would have moved a heart of stone to see her sitting in the president's chair sucking a lemon as she called the class to order in a husky tone of voice that had not the faintest resemblance to the organ she had used with such force for three years there were only two nominations for the office of president and it was difficult to judge toward which of the nominees the sentiment of the class leaned nance had nominated molly who had tried to drag her friend back on the bench don't you see they might think i had put you up to it molly had exclaimed they never would think that about you molly whispered nance promptly had announced her candidate and the nomination was immediately seconded then molly shot up blushingly and nominated margaret wakefield almost taking the words out of jessie's mouth margaret smiled at her rather shamefacedly knowing full well that she would not have nominated molly for that coveted office other nominations followed 
edith williams and her sister were rival candidates for the office of vice president and carolyn brinton and nance were put up for secretary has anybody anything to say asked margaret still sucking the lemon frantically as a last effort to clear her fog-bound voice molly stood up i think i'd like to speak a few words madam president she said then blushing deeply and trembling in her knees she turned towards the familiar faces of her classmates and began i'm not much of a speechmaker girls and i don't know that i ever really addressed you before but i feel i must say something in favor of my candidate miss margaret wakefield who has made us such an excellent president for three years there were sounds of hand clapping and calls of hear hear molly paused and cleared her throat she did wish they weren't interrupt until she had finished i think we ought to remember girls that when we elect a president for this last year we are choosing someone to re represent us for always at class reunions and alumni meetings and all kinds of things when there is a distinguished visitor it's always the senior president who has to step up and do the talking the kind of president we want is someone with presence and dignity we want a handsome president who dresses in good taste and can talk girls molly raised her hand as if calling upon heaven to strengthen the force of her arguments we don't want a thin lank president without any shape sounds of tumultuous laughter and the beginning of applause one of those formless backboneless people who can't talk and who dress in well ragtags i tell you girls margaret is the president for us she's been a mighty fine president for three years and i don't think we ought to try experiments on a new one at this stage in the game then there came wild applause and margaret presently arose and raised her hand for silence after the manner of a true speechmaker she was much moved by what molly had said it was more than she herself would have been capable of doing but she intended to speak now if it crackled her voice till doomsday i can't talk much girls on account of hoarseness but i do want to say that nobody could represent this class better than molly brown the most beloved girl not only of the senior class but all of wellington i hope you will cast your votes for her girls and i'm proud to write down her name as my choice for president three cheers for molly and margaret cried judy always the leader of the mobs edith funny and diffident now rose and addressed the class she said she sincerely hoped that class was not looking for handsome plump vice presidents since the two candidates for that office were neither the one nor the other but that if they placed any confidence in rag and bone and a hank of hair she felt sure she could fit the bill just as well as the opposing candidate then catherine shot up 
and said she could prove that she weighed a pound more than her sister and instead of putting her allowance into books that autumn she had laid in a stock of clothes it was all very funny and good-natured the most friendly close election that had ever taken place someone said and when the votes were counted it was found that margaret had won by one vote and catherine by two in excess of the other candidates edith and molly locked arms and rushed over to congratulate the successful opponents you won for me molly announced margaret in a voice husky as much from emotion as cold i doubt if i should have got half a dozen votes if it hadn't been for your speech and i shall never forget it it was what father calls a nice thing you are the president for me margaret molly laughed i can't see myself in that chair not in a thousand years i should be all wobbly like a puppet on a throne and i'd probably slide under the table from fright at the first class meeting you would have adorned it far better than i would molly and popularity will outweigh speech-making any day not but what you didn't make a fine speech neither edith nor molly felt any regrets over the election they had all they could do to attend to the commune go to society meetings and keep up their studies that very day too there came a letter from molly that added to her labors judy brought it up from the office below she looked at her friend curiously as molly glanced at the address written in a rather large scrawly masculine hand in a corner of the envelope was printed the name of a new york newspaper corresponding already judy asked you lose no time molly darling molly was so much occupied in tearing open the envelope that she did not notice the strained tone in judy's voice i'm so excited she exclaimed drawing out the letter this will decide my fate are you ready judy called adele windsor opening the door and walking in in her usual unceremonious fashion her quick glance took in the envelope molly had flung on the table in her haste to read the note oh these southern girls she remarked raising her eyebrows and blinking at judy molly looked up quickly it was certainly no affair of adele's and she still felt like making an explanation this is a business letter she said quickly the blood rushing into her face do business letters make one blush adele said teasingly molly could not tell why adele irritated her so profoundly she was ashamed afterward of what she called her unreasonable behavior certainly she did not appear very well in the passage of arms that now followed it's none of your business at any rate she exclaimed hotly and i'm not blushing after this outburst she turned and walked into her room her face was crimson and she knew she would have wept if she had stayed another minute and so have been further disgraced 
really molly don't you think you are rather hard on poor adele she heard judy's voice saying but not a word of apology would she make to adele windsor whose high nasal tones now came to her through the half-closed door never mind i don't care judy she can't help it didn't you ever hear about the temper that goes with redheads molly paid for her outburst of temper by having a headache all the afternoon and an achy lump in her chest indigestion no doubt she stretched herself on her little bed her haven of refuge in times of trouble and the safe confidant unto whom soft bosom she poured her secrets and hopes at last calmed and remorseful for her hasty tongue she opened the note again and re-read it dear miss brown i have hypnotized the editor into accepting that article of yours only you must hurry up with it it will run probably for two and a half columns on the college notes page and we can use three pictures just tell whatever you want about the college and the girls and what they do starting off with the jubilee as i suggested send it to me here by friday and i will appreciate it thank you for the wonderful time you gave me at wellington sincerely your friend james lufton late that afternoon molly rushed over to the commune office and seizing a pencil and paper began to write at the top of the page she wrote dearest mother just to make myself think it's a letter she thought but the words worked like a magic talesman for the pencil traveled busily and by supper time she had almost finished on the way back from the village next morning where she had been to buy the photographs she stopped at the beta phi house and left a note on the hall table for miss windsor i'm sorry i was rude to you i suppose red-headed people have got high tempers and henceforth i shall try to curb mine end of chapter twelve